Have you ever wanted something so bad that you'd do anything for it? Maybe it's fame, fortune, a particular skill. Maybe it's just paying rent this month. What about understanding the meaning of life? Being welcomed by society, a spot on the 30 under 30, or the FinTech 50, or the Forbes 400, or the India 100, or the Just 100, America's Best Corporate Citizens. Or maybe you just want to understand why there are more Forbes lists than people. Whatever your conquest may be, to have what you desire requires hard work, discipline, and staying true to yourself. Or you could just sell your soul. My name's Ari Kagan, and on today's episode of Things You Don't Need to Know, we're doing exactly that. So grab your stolen hotel Bible, because today we're buying and selling souls. The first thing I wanted to look into was if anyone had actually done it. And technically, yes. On February 3rd, 2006, former minister Jim Henderson purchased Hemant Mehta's soul on eBay for $504, which if you ask me is a little low. Which brings me to another point, and this is gonna be a bit of a tangent, so just hear me out. Why is it that politicians sell out for so little? Like, come on, you took $25,000 to destroy thousands of acres of land? Do you have any idea how much money the company building the pipeline is making? Billions. And you thought that 25 grand was a fair deal? I don't know, if I was a politician, I definitely wouldn't be taking bribes that low. Anyway, Making a deal with the devil can be traced back to 16th century Europe. One of the legend's first publications was the 1587 short story, The History of Dr. Johann Faustus. It's most likely based on the life of Johann Georg Faust, who was a magician, alchemist, and astrologer. Which begs the question, David Blaine, and more on that later. As the story goes, and I'm summarizing here, Dr. Faustus signed a deal with the devil for all the knowledge his brain could handle in exchange for his eternal soul, which the devil would acquire after 24 years. 24 years symbolizing 24 hours in a day, which is what the 24 years would feel like in comparison to eternity. This detail intends to prove just how bad a deal Faust got. So Faust is using his magical abilities to impress people, crowds, royalty. He even once summons Alexander the Great. But, much like me after spending $35 on a one-hour session at the trampoline park, he's starting to regret his deal. He thinks about repenting, but every time he tries, either his own mind won't let him, or a scary demon appears and tells him not to. As the deadline draws closer, he regrets it more and more. But at this point, it's too late. And on the final minute of the final day of the final year, demons grab his body and drag him down to hell. So what can we learn from this story? Well, the thing that jumps out to me is that Satan is a really good negotiator. So if you're gonna sell your soul to, is it a him now? Hold on. Okay, so according to most spiritual texts, Satan is indeed a man. It does not appear that anyone is arguing against that. So for the sake of today's episode, Satan's pronouns are he and him. So if the devil makes an offer for your soul, unless you're Rick Harrison, you're getting the short end of the stick. As time went by, the legend grew, and more people were added to the list of those who allegedly made a deal with the devil. In 1782, Niccolò Pagliani started lessons as a violinist. By age 11, he was performing, and at 15, he went on a world tour. It was because of his incredible talent at such a young age, people questioned if he was working with the devil, which was only reinforced by him telling a priest to leave his deathbed. Skipping ahead 100 years to Robert Johnson, someone who was said to have no musical talent whatsoever and eventually become one of the most famous blues musicians in history, once wrote a song about going to a crossroads of two major highways 
and making a deal with the devil. He died at only 27 years old, most likely after being poisoned by a married woman's husband who he was having an affair with. Bob Dylan's song Crossroads tells a similar story. Many people believing it's the same crossroads Robert Johnson traded his soul for a successful music career many years before. The list of celebrities who have reportedly sold their soul to the devil includes David Bowie, Mick Jagger, John Lennon, Lil Uzi, Kanye West, and anyone else who's displayed significant skill and talked of demons. And it's through these stories that the legend continues. In my research, I found a majority of people who sold their souls work in entertainment. Could selling your soul be an allegory for anything more than the devil himself? No, absolutely not. So knowing this, I will try to sell my soul under the condition that I'm an atheist and that if the devil appears, I will prove myself wrong and not do the deal because if the devil is real, God must also be real and therefore I've completed the greatest piece of journalism ever, get a raise, and won't need to sell my soul. Genius plan, I know. So I grabbed my kazoo and headed out to the nearest crossroads. All right, I've been out here for about 20 minutes now. About five minutes ago, some dude walked by with uh, one of those, like I think it's called a scythe. But he was just a farmer cutting down some wheat. So no sign of the devil, not, um, not surprised, disappointed, but not surprised. So I went home and I tried the other demon conjuring things. Demon, I summon Satan. Satan, I summon thee in exchange. I have a very good soul. I'll give you my available. soul in exchange Satan, for years and years. Play the kazoo. Accept this soul in exchange for. None of these things worked. I was kind of running out of hope on selling my soul to the devil. There was only one last thing to try. My uh, name is Dex Desjardins. My first participation in the Satanic Temple was uh, as co-founder of the Albany, New York chapter. So you're the guy who can help me sell my soul. We get that request all the time. <laughs> we tell people, you know, like, no, we, well, we don't believe in the existence of it. Therefore, you know, we are not willing to uh, buy it off you. Um, and they tend to believe we're giving them the runaround and uh, sometimes get quite aggressive and uh, unhappy with us that we're not willing to send them money for a thing we get no return on. So if I couldn't conjure the devil myself, for years of being able to play the and even Satanists couldn't do it for me, the world's worst investment. I was starting to question the legitimacy of these claims. So I decided to talk to one of my friends who has the unique distinction of being Christian and also growing up in Hollywood. Please welcome Johnny Samuels. So you grew up in Hollywood, kind of. Uh, yes, kind of. Do you know anyone who sold their soul? Uh, I don't know anybody personally, but I do know of a, of a guy, a lead singer of one of my favorite bands. His name's Ronnie Radke. And supposedly when he was 17, he sold his soul to the devil. He, I guess, like wrote out sort of like a whole kind of manuscript on what he wanted from the devil after he sold his soul. And then he signed that note, manuscript, or whatever it was, in blood. What substance do you have behind this? Because a lot of people that I've looked into are kind of just like, yeah, they were really, really good at what they did, so it has to be the devil. Yeah, so weird shit sort of started to, to happen where knives would be flying doors would be open it like, like not flying but i guess knives would sort of move around in a way what you're about to hear is an alternative press interview by ryan j downey with ronnie radke and his friend max green all of a sudden 
the windows, everything, the, the shades start moving, whatever else. Red light starts shining in, the front door blows open. It's like whirlwind, in like Vegas. surrounds our apartment. Windows. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Literally. And all of a sudden, no, but <laughs> and it's done. Yeah, it's done. But <laughs> the thing then, about that is, is that I can tell you, Vegas has a lot of big dust devils. The, the red light is explained through the street light getting covered in dirt and it turns red, whatever, orange is red, but it was awfully strange. Whether that was Satan himself or simply a coincidence is still up for debate. How does that make you feel that one of your favorite artists might have sold their soul to the devil? Well, I, I think that, you know, as, as a Christian, and, or rather as a follower of Christ, I should say, it's, it's not sort of my, uh, my place to judge anybody. And, you know, I, I think if anything, if you want to sell your soul to the devil, go for it. You know, I didn't sell my soul to the devil. He did. So I figured if Ronnie did it, I could do it. So I wrote everything out and, you know, I'm gonna spare you the story because it didn't work, but it was rather painful. Ow, fuck. When you get pricked with a needle, it's like it runs through your whole body. It's almost like you get like shocked by an electric fence or something. Given this latest failure, I came to the conclusion that the devil just didn't want my soul. This meant that I'd have to find somewhere else to sell it. Luckily, I run a retail arbitrage business, which is basically a fancy way of saying that I resell stuff. But I'd never sold a soul before, so I called up my accountant. Hi, do you have a minute? I do. Cool. So as my accountant, you know, I'm looking at this, I've got like hearts, those are about a million dollars, livers, $557,000, kidney, $262,000. What do you think would be a good price for a soul on eBay? It depends on the type of person you are. <laughs> Well, you know me. <laughs> well, for you, then it'd be higher than for some. Yeah, I would do the uh, the 99 cent auction and see how it goes. What's the taxes on this like? Taxes are usually figured on the profit. So on this case, I would say it's all profit. We don't think we could depreciate my remaining years against the sale price? Oh, so you're saying take the revenue in and kind of take it over your lifetime? Yeah, yeah. You're a cash basis taxpayer and you recognize the profit when you get the cash. So you're saying it's better to lease? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, we can always call the lease back early. <laughs> all right, well, thanks for all your help. For my help or for not giving any help. I, either way, you're welcome. <laughs> so I logged onto eBay and was about to sell my soul when I happened to see some of my listings. Sewing machines, heaters, various electronics, stuff that I had bought for less than I'm selling it for. And that's when I realized, why sell my own soul when I could resell someone else's? My first acquisition would be my friend Max. He's a good kid, and I think I'll get a great price for his soul. The only problem was, how would I get him to sell it to me? Yeah, he would probably take a cash offer, but history has shown Satan having a lot of success taking advantage of the weak and desperate by offering them fleeting excitement for, well, their souls. So that's exactly what I did. So you want to drive my car, right? Oh, I knew this was, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. You're gonna have to sell yeah. your soul. Read it. Uh, I max the Caesar, hereby sell my soul to Ari Kagan in exchange for being able to drive Ari Z3 for as long as Ari says. Sign. There you go. Or does that say sigh? I don't know. Your hand it right. says sign. Shady. It says sign. Just All right. write, just do it. All right.
benefits of having a long fucking name. <laughs> Maximilian William de Caesar. Or as everybody at school called you, de Cesare. Yeah. All right, well, let's go do it. And just like that, I bought Max's soul. <laughs> and honestly, if I was Max, I would have done the exact same thing. The BMW Z3 is probably the, I'm not gonna say best, but it's one of the most fun cars ever made. Anyway, after Max drove around and had the time of his life, might I add, uh, I am I am getting the worst end of the deal here. <laughs> I logged on to eBay and started my listing. One young soul, used, plenty of life left, never murdered anyone, only lied about taking out the trash, great opportunity, once in a lifetime deal. Uh, and then we'll go seven day auction and a 99 cent starting price, free shipping. There are a bunch of different categories I could list it in. I could go with clothing, footwear, shoes have soles. I could go with automobiles, the Kia Soul. I decided to go with other because I didn't want anyone complaining it was listed in the wrong category. And just like that, bada bing, bada boom, I was a soul seller, at least for a few hours. All right, it is 6.32 in the evening. I've just received an email from eBay stating that my listing has been taken down for violating their policies, uh, and they've included a little blurb below. eBay does not allow the auctioning of human souls for the following reasons. If the soul does not exist, eBay could not allow the auctioning of a soul because there would be nothing to sell. However, if the soul does exist, in accordance with eBay's policy on human parts and remains, we would not allow the auctioning of human souls. Well, this was unfortunate and hindered my business, it was understandable. They have to hold their sellers accountable, and if they're not actually sending any of the items that were ordered, well, it kind of causes a big problem for anyone using the site. Amazon and Etsy have very similar policies, although you can find a plethora of sell your soul contracts starting at $5.95 but I wasn't about to give up. So I went to the one place I knew I could sell my soul. That's right, everyone. Facebook Marketplace, home of the lizard people. Ooh. Uh, same listing, but gonna just put it as free taking serious offers. And then put some, let me get some stuff in the description. Please do not ask if this item is still available. I will take it down when it has sold. Cool. Now we wait. And we didn't have to wait all that long to get someone to tell me what I was doing was wrong with a few links to books about Jesus. All in all, I had the listing up for five days and the best offer I got was 50 bucks. I actually had more offers from people to visit their churches than I did for the soul itself, but uh, I guess that means there's hope for humanity, so that's good. Eventually, I denied the 50 bones because, well, I think Max's soul is just worth more than that. There's this episode of The Simpsons where Bart sells his soul and loses the desire to do anything, so eventually Lisa buys it back from the comic store guy who bought it from Millhouse, and then she gives it back to her brother. Well, this is heartwarming. I feel like I can get Max to do a lot more things for me while I still have his soul, so maybe I'll give it back to him around Christmas time. On a more serious note, literally selling your soul seems almost impossible, at least for anything more than pennies on the dollar. Also, the buyer wouldn't be left with much more than a novelty item, almost like an acre on the moon. There's also the fact that, without any proof of ownership, you could technically sell your soul over and over, making it a potentially great scam. Given what we've learned earlier about selling your soul to the devil, it seems unlikely I'll be able to do that either. I could probably convince people I'm working with Lucifer. David Blaine, for example, has worked tirelessly his entire life on death-defying performances, and there are droves of people who believe he's actually Satan. So if I applied myself as much as him, I could probably get people talking. But there was one final path me and my soul were yet to take, and that was selling out. I'm imagining an ad here. Please, please put an ad here. I think it'd make a really funny joke. I get it if the advertiser doesn't want to put an ad here, but this would, this would make a great ad spot. 
If I if this was me choosing the ads, I'd put it here. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. An unlikely friendship begins in the Paramount Plus original movie, Little Wing, starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Reeling from her parents' divorce, Caitlin steals a valuable bird to save her home, but instead forms a bond with the owner, leading to a new outlook on life. Little Wing. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Rated PG 13. So, metaphorically selling your soul. Many musicians have written songs about it. You hear it all the time. Even though some of them claim to have sold their soul to the literal devil, I interpret it a little differently. If you're an artist, up until a few years ago, it was very hard to make any money off your work without the help of a major studio or distribution network. These companies run on the business model of finding talent, paying said talent up front or a percentage fee, and then selling their work for a profit. If you have no audience or aren't sure if you can make money off your work, these deals can be great. But they can also be terrible. It's rare now, but some older contracts often had a clause that guaranteed the studio a percentage of the artist's earnings for life. Usually studios offer the artist way more money than they've ever seen and then make tenfold when they distribute it through record sales or ads. The artist will then see these grand profits and feel like they got paid too little. Given the contract they signed states they aren't allowed to say anything bad about the studio, it comes out in their work in the form of the devil. Studios can promise fame, but fame isn't everything. Johnny, as a Christian man from Hollywood, an absolute expert on this, what does selling your soul mean? What, what that means is, is more or less sort of abandoning uh, your past self, uh, your past friends, just kind of your way of life and substituting that for uh, sort of fame, fortune, prestige, power. Um, but I, I think in a way where all of that is disingenuous, like you're kind of abandoning your, your authenticity in a way. And I don't know, that may actually be worse than selling your soul to the devil in a lot of ways. I think perhaps the best example of this is politicians who flip-flop and flop-flip to whatever they think will get them elected. This is so common in the political community that it's honestly surprising whenever you find a politician who hasn't completely lost their morals. Going back to the entertainment industry for a moment, Matthew McConaughey once turned down $14 million because he didn't want to make another rom-com. Being a little younger, I don't remember a time where he was doing rom-coms, but apparently he was like the rom-com king in the early 2000s. There's also Jerry Seinfeld who turned down $5 million an episode for a 10th season. I don't know about you, but I'd sell my soul for a 10th season of that show. And then there's also Dave Chappelle, 
who flew to Africa after he didn't like his situation at Comedy Central. I really respect people like this. People who do what they want, even if the world is telling them they should take the money. Because at the end of the day, selling your soul is a really bottom of the barrel activity. And I can't even recommend it, even if you have nothing to lose. And yeah, the short-term payoff might be great, but it's nothing compared to losing your sense of identity, your will to live, your soul. My best advice is that you shouldn't buy anything that'll cause you to go broke and you'll have to make bad movies to pay for, like a private island, shrunken pygmy heads, or an octopus. It's also not worth getting banned on eBay for or trading to your friend for a chance to drive his car. Because Max, I'm gonna make you clean my house every day for the rest of your life. And as always, thanks for listening. Things You Don't Need to Know is a Hyper Object and 3 Uncanny 4 production. The show is hosted and produced by myself, Ari Kagan, with help from Harry Nelson and Shane McKean. Nuna Sharafuddin is our production manager. Our executive producers are Adam McKay, Laura Mayer, and Adam Davidson. The show is mixed by Nice Manners. If you like Things You Don't Need to Know, head over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and hit subscribe. Also, if you leave a review, I will send you Max's soul. So is that like a one-time offer then? Anyway. Thanks for listening.